I think we've got the video. Round it there, Roshi. That's the ever on standby. There you go. That was the worst day of my life. The worst day of my life. My God, it was absolutely brutal. What happened? OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. In association with Movember. Effortless shave. Magnificent mode. All right. World Cup this weekend. Canada calling. Come in, Kevin Caban. How are you? I'm very good, Shane. How's it going? Keeping well, keeping well. Any snow over there at the minute? What's the weather like? Yeah, we've just had a bit of snow um, last couple of days, really now. It's just started minus four and five overnight now, really. So the, the weather's seriously turned in the last week, yeah. The local um, shop was obviously they were running out of warm jackets, were they? That was all that was, all that was left, or how did that come about? Well, this is just, it's just like, as you can see, it's like a bit of a fleecy top just to keep you warm, Adrian, you know? You know, you're no more than yourself in your pink, uh, your pink uh, t-shirt there. You know, very stylish. No, no, it's great. It's great that you're very, you're very observant about people's fashion. We should start a fashion podcast, lads. This is uh, this is excellent. Good shout. Um, no, Shane, you don't talk about fashion. Absolutely please. right, Kev. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, I can't, I can't really talk, Kev. There must be a bit of um, a bit of excitement there. 1986 was the last time the Canadians qualified for the for the World Cup. Must be a a decent bit of build-up. Yeah, I, 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 it definitely is. I think it's really with the hardcore fans, uh, Shane, to be honest with you. it's um, It has been a long time coming, but I think it's probably gone under the radar with so many sports supporters here. Or, you know, I think we're getting, um, certainly the soccer's getting a lot of publicity over, you know, they're getting a lot of airtime just over the, the general networks here over the last, probably especially over the last two or three weeks, particularly when they, when they qualified back in March now, as it turned out. But as we're getting closer and, cl- and closer, you're starting to feel a, b- a little bit of momentum because you, you, you really are seeing it. It's almost like front and centre now, yeah. Is there expectations of getting out of the group? Uh, maybe not expectations. It's a tough enough group to be in. Um, but but certainly the target, I guess, will be last 16. The target probably is, yeah, of course, to get out. Expectations, Shane, I'm, I mean, re- you've got to be realistic and say they're playing against two of the top probably six or eight teams in the world in, in Belgium and, and Croatia. Morocco themselves, if you look through their squad of players, they've got a real talented player, uh, group of players as well. So I think results, there's been a lot, so much negativity around, um, around the team and around Canada soccer after qualification. You, you have to say that they're still in dispute over bonus, over bonuses ahead of the World Cup. That's not been sorted. What we're, we're only a couple of days ahead of the tournament, four or five days ahead of uh, Canada's first game against Belgium. But they're, I think the feeling is certainly I think within that group of players around us and everything that's been said around the society we just concentrate on, on, on the football itself and the coach John Herbman you know he's got a he's got a background of coaching the, the Canada women's team background in New Zealand originally um, he's, he's from the northeast of England but he he has I think he's got them focused in a way where look let's put the sideshow apart and let's just get concentrating on the team and in fairness results haven't been great performances haven't been great I don't know I mean People probably wouldn't have seen the Uruguay game. Outside Uruguay, they've not really played an awful lot of quality opposition. They've played Qatar, they've played uh, Bahrain recently. And they're not really a, a, a level of team where you can judge them going into Belgium. And that's where probably a lot of the team are. But the Japan game, I think, has gone very well for the, for, the, for the team. I think they've been playing very well in that Japan game. It's more of a, a, a test or more of a judge on where the team's going to be. And a lot of the key players are back, Jonathan David, from Lille, who probably moved, Tejan Buchanan, who's just moved over to, to Belgium recently as well, playing excellently well, Champions League player this season. So the big players are back. 
but the worry is around Alfonso Davies, whether or not he'll be fit for that um, for that Belgium game. He seems to get the best out of his players as well, Herdman, doesn't he? He's one of these coaches, and look, as you said, Alfonso Davies is the player they'll be sweating on, but... Um, you know, even reasonably good players, seven out of ten players, he seems to get the most out of them, John Herdman. Yeah. I mean, I think the key player actually, Shane, Stefan Astakio, who plays at Porto. Um, I don't know if anyone's been maybe keeping an eye on Porto. They've done really well in the Champions League uh, this season. And Astakio's been one of the key players for them. Uh, he is the main player. Um, I think there'll be a lot of you guys, if you do watch Canada, you'll really like watching him play. He's a holding midfielder or, you know, he can play as a six and a, 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 or an eight as he plays for uh, for Porto. Gets forward, can score goals, but he does play a little bit more um, de- uh, reclined for, um, for for Canada as, as, a, as a holder, essentially. So I think Estacchio will be the key player for them to get them fit. But if the game changer, the real game changer, will be Alfonso Davies. He doesn't play left back like he plays for Bayern. He plays further forward we might see him as a 10 in the tournament playing off Jonathan David or we will most likely see him on the left-hand side of midfield because it'll probably be a 5-4-1 setup for them with Buchanan on the right and how they can counter against side with, with their pace and I, I think they can score goals I think there's a lot of talent in this team so as I said expectations have, have maybe been tempered a little bit, but I, I do feel there's a lot of talent in this side that they can score goals. I was watching the uh, FIFA documentary on Netflix show the weekend. It's Shaka Hislop and some of the Trinidad and Tobago players talking about how they got stiffed by Jack Warner for fees and contracts and all that stuff. And I thought, geez, yeah. that's really archaic. So I'm astonished in some ways to hear that. Did you say the, the pay stuff that had cropped up in June, that, that, that they went on strike about at that time, that's not resolved even now? No, it's not wow. resolved. Still not resolved, Adrian. There's a lot of negativity around the side. You know, they, they had a friendly arranged against Iran in the summer. I think it was June they had a game. Um, anyone who knows politically, it was, a, it was a, maybe a, a bad game to arrange, I think, for, for, for Canada, simply because of the, uh, of the missile that struck down uh, the airliner a few years ago that killed numerous uh, Canadians. They were under pressure from Justin Trudeau, the, pre- uh, the Prime Minister, to cancel that, uh, to cancel that game. They did cancel it. They hastily arranged another game, which the players boycotted themselves, refused to play over this bonuses, uh, over this bonus uh, that they haven't got in place. I think the women and the guys are both on board, which you know is quite unique. What they're trying to do here, they're trying to say, look, if the men's team qualify for a major tournament, the pot's going to be split between the women and the men. And also, when the women, which obviously they're in our group for for the World Cup, um, so that'll be interesting to see how how uh, how our women do against Canada come uh, come next year in in Australia. But they're splitting the pot again with the men and the women's team. They're trying to uh, equal pay, still not sorted here yet for, for, for match fees, which again, considering how well the Canadian women have done over the last 10 or 15 years, it, it's crazy that one really. But um, hopefully that will be sorted and that will be done and dusted. But there's a lot, there's a lot going on, you know, oh, you know, down in cattle class. We, we've, we've heard it all before. Us as Irish supporters, we, we've heard it all before. You know, we've, We've seen probably or we've lived what's probably going on now, which maybe happened within our organisation 20 years ago. So there's a lot that they need sorted, Adrian. But as I said, I think John Herbman has tried to park all the negativity that's around the team uh, going into this tournament and tried to say, look, just focus on the on the, um, on the the match itself or the matches themselves because there's so many players that are nowhere near the level that they'll be playing against. Certainly, you know, playing a lot of them play MLS football, a lot of them play maybe lower league football around Europe. 
So the big players like Alfonso Davis or Stacky or Jonathan David, Buchanan, these guys that I spoke about earlier, these are the guys they're going to be re- reliant on to get them results in, in those big games against uh, Belgium and Croatia. One man who will be at the World Cup, Kev, is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. And a uh, bit of a circus around this interview with, with uh, Piers Morgan. And um, the timing of it, I guess, has been, been one, one issue that certainly has been brought up. But like, what was your take on the whole thing? Clearly, the United players aren't happy. And it seems, um, you know, when you go attacking your manager, yeah, uh, it's not great, is it? No. Yeah. I, I, that, that's him, isn't it? Let's be honest. I don't think we... I don't think anybody in the wildest dreams or wildest thoughts would ever think that Cristiano Ronaldo is not vain. It's not all about Cristiano Ronaldo. That's the way that he's played his whole career. Um, that's what he's he's been about. So, realistically, he, he's on the wane as a player. And I think we he, it's, it's hard to accept. It was hard. It's hard at whatever level that you're playing at. It's hard to accept that you're not the player that you probably once once was. And I think I don't think he probably realised how much he would probably have to give to the team aspect. I think that's one thing that he could probably get away with in Spain. I think anyone that's watched him over the last 10 or 15 years realised that Real Madrid's team was built around him. You had the work uh, workmen around him that freed him up to play on the left-hand side. You know, Gareth Bale and, and him clashed numerous times over the years um, because of the position that Bale was asked to play, not necessarily able to fit into that side. So there's a number of things where you kind of knew when he signed it wasn't necessarily going to work out given United, and they were never able to build a side around him. They would have had to probably been three or four different players that would have had to go in to suit him. And yeah, he's going to he's going to score goals, but realistically, anyone watching United knew full well that he, he wasn't probably the right fit for United and what they needed when they brought him in. So it's just it's boiled over frustration that's come out in him. And I mean. I mean, I, I actually didn't like the interview, listening to it and watching it. I'm sure a lot of people hear it. I just think it was so many leading questions within within the interview. Um, I just kind of watching it going, the state of the pair of them actually watching it. So, Ronaldo, that's the only thing I can say on it, Shane. I, and that's my take on it. I didn't expect anything less from him. Uh, I don't think he'll play again for United. He shouldn't play again for United. And that maybe seems to be the message that's coming out of United over the last 24, 48 hours. I thought it was a hard watch for, if you respected everything he's done as a player, it was a hard watch in the sense that he was the critique of people like Neville or Rooney. The the differences in the, you know, well, he just, he, his analysis around that stuff just seems so wrong-headed to me that, like, he viewed any criticism of him as a player as being negative comment. Out of it, I, for me, it was like, if there's been all this conversation about the tension around did United, were they trying to get rid of him or were they blocking a move for him to go somewhere? But if I'm a manager at the club now looking at that playing out, I mean, I know managers do tend to delude themselves that I can get the best out of this guy, I'll bring him in, put the arm around him. But you're looking at that. Piers Morgan is banging on about getting whatever it was, 40 million views or whatever today on part one. Um, if you're a manager looking at that, I'm not sure you want to put yourself in the in the path of that, even given what he's done as a player. No, I, I your agent to be honest. Yeah, I'm giving no, you know. my opinion. No, I, yeah. I, I know you, you give you give me opinion, but asking me <laughs> at the same time. Um, no, I know. I, I think that's fair. It is, uh, as I said before, it's it, it it's all around. You know, he's he's done that interview for a reason, hasn't he? The way that he's done that interview, he's done that reason uh, that interview. Sorry, for a reason of I want to get as many views as possible. I want to get my story. He's trying to control the narrative of that story, isn't he? That's exactly what he's tried to do, <laughs> rather than say, well, look. Things aren't going particularly well for me at my club. I'm not necessarily in 
you know, in the team at the moment. I'm going to work hard to get back in the side. We know those days are gone now, particularly for the level of play that Cristiano Ronaldo is. But I don't know. It, it, it almost seems to me it's a bit sad. I don't know. Did you not yeah. watch it? In, uh, bits that, the clips that I've seen, I've not seen the interview yet, actually. I've just been seeing the clips that's been drip-fed onto, onto Twitter and various uh, social media feeds. And it's just quite sad. You said before, given what he's achieved and everything that he's achieved, rightly so because of the player that he, that he was. But it just seems quite sad that a player would reduce himself to doing an interview with Piers Morgan in that way. When he talks about, in that interview, there's so many players that aren't professional enough. Man United, it's not about the football. Well, if it's about the football to Ronaldo, then he wouldn't be doing that interview, would he? Let's be quite honest about that. So you know full well there's a different agenda there. So um, that's the way that I viewed it. I don't. I, I just think, as I said before, I just think it's sad. I think it's it's almost like a sad end to him because... There's talk of him coming coming over to the MLS over here, so we'll, I'll watch that probably to see if if that does come about. Um, but I, I can't. I, I, he's not going to go to a top. He's not going to go to a top four club in any league, is he? Let's be honest. You can't see PSG taking him, who realistically got a chance of winning the Champions League. You know, there was talk of Chelsea where their owner was talking of bringing him in because he wants that maybe star profile, that social media uh, superstar, I suppose, to come into the team, but. I can't imagine Graham Potter being able to handle that type of personality in that dressing room. I, I just can't see it. So in England, no. Spain, no, absolutely not. And if you look at Italy, I mean, if you look at Juventus, the way that they, they are now, he's almost crippled that club financially with the financial package that he had in place. Juventus are miles off where they were three or four years ago before they signed Ronaldo. So honestly, I, I just think it's a sad end to him. And, you know, I think maybe go back to Portugal and, you know, see out your days. If he wants to carry on playing, there's still a place for him within some side. But at the top elite level, there doesn't seem to be a place for him in any side. Yeah, maybe it will be the MLS, as you say, Kev. Um, a lot of those MLS guys will come up against England, Gareth Southgate's England uh, at this World Cup. A bit of expectation around the US squad, a lot of those with, with Premier League yeah. experience, some of those Leeds players as well. Like, do you think, um, you think Southgate knows his best team? How do you think England are set heading into the World Cup? Um, I, I mean, watching England at the Euros, uh, Shane. I mean, I, I was actually really, really disappointed with Southgate set up in that in that tournament throughout. I know they got to the final, but ultimately, I think it was a setup that cost them in the final against against Italy. But maybe going back to the US team, I, I, you said there, there's a lot of hype, bit of hype around them. Maybe there's a lot of expectation. I, I don't rate them, Shane. I don't think they're a good side. Um, I've seen a, a, an awful lot of them, particularly through qualification here in Concacaf. Um. Anyone that looks at the Morocco game, they beat Morocco earlier on this year. They beat them 3-0. Take nothing from that game because they, they give up a lot of chances in the match. And Morocco, it was almost like a, a, a testimonial game. It was just so open, the game. But I saw them play Japan recently. They lost to Japan. Um, there's a lot of energy in the team, Shane, with, with the US. And you, you mentioned the Aronson and um, Tyler Adams at lead. Tyler Adams, I think, is a really good player, actually. Aronson plays a lot of energy. But there's not a lot of creativity in the side. I don't think personally. Pulisic is a player again, plays with a lot of energy. But is there a lot of is there an end product with him? Personally, I don't think there is. Uh, the captain Walker Zimmerman plays in the MLS. Um, a bit of a liability is the way that I see it. Turner, the goalkeeper, who's now signed for, uh, for for Arsenal. I don't rate him. I don't. I don't see him as a real top class goalkeeper. I'm picking apart the side here. Gee, I sound awful, but. I don't see them at the level that maybe they see themselves at. McKinney, who plays at Juventus, I quite like him. I think he's a bit of a powerhouse, but at times he's sloppy in possession. He's more of a, a runner from midfield who can arrive in the penalty area and score a goal. But playing the US side, I think he's got to play a bit deeper. So 
Defensively, they have Dest, uh, who's AC Milan now from Barcelona. Again, he's another one who's not great defensively. Very good getting forward, pacey, quick going forward. But I don't see him as a, a real outstanding defender. England should exploit you at the US. I don't think they're as good as they are. CONCACAF, as a region here, Canada topped it, I thought, convincingly. They were the best team by far. Mexico, probably the worst team I've ever seen from Mexico. If, if anyone that would have watched Mexico in World Cups gone by, you wait to watch Mexico because there's a bit of a buzz and excitement around them, the energy they play with. I've not seen that from Mexico. and I've not seen it in the friendlies that, the, um, that, the, that they've been playing recently as well. So I wouldn't judge anything from Mexico going into this tournament as well. Um, but the US, I think they should be dispatched by England. I think England have got way too much for, for them and Iran. I expect England to get nine points. Wales, you know, I don't think Wales, in all honesty, I don't think they've got the squad that they had maybe four, six years ago as well. I know Bale is the enigma that can produce something. He did that in the MLS Cup final, if anyone would have seen that last minute uh, equaliser to take the game for uh, to penalties for LAFC. But he's just not played an awful lot of games, Shane. And so I, I think if I'm looking at that group, England should convincingly take nine points. But judging that from the nine points they'll probably get from that group, seven at least, I don't necessarily see them as a team that's going to go out and, and get deep into the tournament. I just don't, I think there's too many question marks around England. If I'm looking at a lot of the other sides that, that I think potentially have got, are in a better place ahead of this tournament. Uh, just struck me, who are you going to support at the Women's World Cup, Ireland or Canada? Ah, come on. Jesus Christ. Why would I support I'm, I'm Irish. I'm Irish. Jeez, why would I support anybody? Well, with, when, have, when, when have I ever hot nations? <laughs> Tell me when. Was there not an England underage squad? I was picked I mean, for I England underage and I, and I turned them down, as you well know. Oh, so why? Kind of worms here. Yeah, you're just, you're, just, you're just waffling on there. You're trying are, you to out for the, um, are you out for the duration, no matter what happens with Canada? No, I am, yeah. I'm there for the duration. I'm, I'm looking forward to the knockout stages, actually, as, as it's going to turn out. I think that's when we know it'll get interesting. I know that... that you know, a, a lot of the crap that's around this uh, this World Cup. And, you know, I, I honestly, I think I'm really interested to see how it's going to be um, be reported over there on, on Qatari television um, with everything that's gone on around it, the World Cup. And I'm trying to, you mentioned that, that documentary, the FIFA documentary. I've actually downloaded it, so I'm going to watch it on the plane uh, when I'm heading over there. Um, but how they were given the World Cup, the human rights issues, the LGBTQ and, and you know, all the issues they've got around um, uh, homosexuality out there in, in Qatar, women's rights, all these sort of things. I'm going to be interested to see how it goes out there. And, um, you know, let's be honest, Qatar shouldn't be hosting a World Cup. I think we all recognise that. And there's a, there is a an, an ill feeling around the World Cup being in Qatar. But we simply have to look at the football and I think we'll all look at it once the tournament actually does start and we'll look at how it's going to how it's going to go, not least because it's a winter tournament. It shouldn't be played in the winter. We know that. And there's a lot of players that feel tired coming into this World Cup because of the the uh, the, the amount of games. That, that I'm just looking forward, honestly, to seeing... Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Croatia because they're a team I've, I've watched an awful lot. I'm looking forward to see how they go. I'm looking forward to seeing Brazil. I think Brazil have got a great chance of winning it. I think we've got the best squad. Let's see how France go. Can they retain it? There's a lot of things I'm looking to, to really go and experience out there, but um, there's a lot of other issues I think that uh, that that I'll be probably playing, uh, keeping a close eye on as well. Yeah, there's certainly a couple of weird scenarios that cropped up during the week. There was a Danish TV guy that got approached by yeah, three or four heavies in a in a golf cart. Grant Wall was reprimanded for uh, taking a photograph of some slogan in a I don't know, was it a dressing room or a press room? And, and the facilities for fans look to be 
Fire Festival esque yeah. was how I described it on Twitter. Yeah. Really. It's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not great. Is there any party that's is concerned, it? or are you you comfortable enough? Um, a little bit. And honestly, God, I, I tell you, the amount of traveling that I've done over the years. First of all, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit anxious for the first time actually traveling, just simply because leaving the family. I think it's been. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't left Canada in three years, and I, the amount I said the amount of traveling that I was doing when I was working with you guys and off the ball over there, and I was going back and forth to England an awful lot. Uh, I, I was having two and three flights a week, four flights a week sometimes. It was crazy, the schedule that, that I had. And I've had a, a lot of downtime in the last few years. And um, I'm probably a bit, a little bit anxious because of that. I, I, have to, I have to say that's what I'm feeling, not least because I'm going to, to a country that, that, as I said before, it's, it's, it's hard to ever have imagined Qatar with, with all the, 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 there may be records or maybe anywhere across the Middle East with, with the records on, um, on, 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 as I said before, on homosexuality and all these sort of things that are outlawed. It's, it's hard to imagine I'm going to a country the first time I'm actually really leaving Canada. I'm, uh, since I've arrived here, I'm going to a country that's so alien to us and to our thinking, to, to the Irish way of thinking. That's the way that I feel. So it's going to be, it's going to be strange for me. It is. Uh, but in answer to your question, yeah, there is probably a little bit of, of anxiety in me for the first time when I've ever travelled in my life. Yeah, I have to say that. Kev, great stuff. Uh, well, listen, hopefully you can enjoy some of it at least. And um, here's to Canada getting out of the group and doing some damage. And um, right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll check Let's in see. with you daily across the World Cup as well. All right, take it easy. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent moves.